0: If you are listening to this because you saw us on that list, number one, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Number two, we are horribly unqualified.
1: And we are sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To talk about security issues.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Postlight Podcast. I'm Gina Tripani. I'm the CEO of Postlight, and I'm joined by my beloved partner and the president of Postlight, Chris Lasacco. Hey, Chris. Hey, Gina. I got this email last week. This happened. So we're coming up on tax season, right? In the US here.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that reminder. And I'm sure the uh, yes, listeners really I know. appreciate that. I know.
1: Isn't that a great way to kick it off? Yeah. Get excited uh, about your taxes. Get, yeah. Get excited about your taxes. I don't know. Um, I get excited about my taxes. <laughs> so do I. That's the irony. I don't This is the irony is that both of us are like excited about doing our taxes. Right. Like, woohoo, let's settle up. Get this right. <laughs> so I get an email and this person says, we need your W-9. I've done a little bit of freelance work. Okay. We need your filled out W-9. W-9 is an IRS for- form where you put your name and your address and your social security number and your signature. And she says, can you just email me back? A copy of your W-9. I'm already. I know. You're upset, right? The hairs in the
0: back of my neck just stood up.
1: Every tax season, someone asked me for a document with my social security number via email. Via email. So (laughs) for those of you who are not as paranoid (laughs) as we are, Like, email is not secure. No. It's like sending a postcard, right? It gets sent in the clear. Anyone who's, you know, listening on your network or whatever. Like, it just, it goes through all kinds of servers. It's not anything you send via email. You have to be prepared for it to be kind of published in the New York Times. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not that hard. So I never want to send my social security number in particular, like, via email. I don't really want to send my signature via email, although I'm, I'm, as you all will learn, I'm very paranoid about this stuff. So I go back to this person and I say happy to provide this information. Can you give me a link to a mm-hmm. secure portal at Perfect. the accountants? Like, And so they wrote me back and said, here's a link to a share, a secure folder. So I click on this link and it is a... Google Drive folder, a shared Google Drive folder, <laughs> which they have shared with others. Oh, and guess what's in the folder? Nice. Someone else's W9 with, with their, their social name, security number? address, social security number, oh, and signature on it, which I open and look at. I don't do anything with it because I, and then I closed it and immediately erased it from my brain. <laughs> and I said... No, no, no. This is not a secure <laughs> you, folder.
0: You have gravely misunderstood. Y- yeah, me. yeah, yeah.
1: Right, exactly. And also, this is Google Drive. Google Drive right. also not secure. This yeah. is I need like your accountant who's doing the fi- doing your tax filings. I would like to upload to their secure portal. They should have a secure portal. So you know, I bring up this story just to say I am a little bit paranoid. I'm the kind of person that when we get like mail, like junk mail, it like kind of piling up in the kitchen, and I go through it before I recycle it. And you can tell me, you're gonna, I can see you look at me. I will tear off the part that has our home address on it and rip that up separately before I recycle the mail. Yeah. Right. Because it's New York City and people go through the recycling bags of all paper. Well, you
0: don't have to go through it. You you put it out on the curb and it's like the the bags are getting open.
1: My address is just, you know, through the white, the, you know, transparent bag. And, you know, I, And I've shared this with friends who have said to me, "That is bananas! Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, why? Like, anybody can." And it's like, well, you know, those you know credit card offers, and like, you know, I I don't want. Do you have a shredder? We do. We have a shredder. Yeah. So, like, for documents, like tax documents, I would shred. But like, just I'm talking about the like, you know, sign up for the Delta. Got it. Got it. Got it. it. Okay. That kind of thing. I logged into T-Mobile recently, who is my cell phone provider, and there's like a big banner across the top that says like major customer data breach. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let's look at this. (laughs) So I click on learn more and it's like basic customer information, nothing to worry about. (laughs) Okay. Not your credit cards. You're good. Just your name and your phone number and your address. Oh my God. 37 million customers, you know, 37 million, 37 million customers. This data is now out in the world. Oh, it drove me crazy. Yeah. So I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't believe this. Do we need to, you know, do we need to get an alarm? Like, what if, and she's like, is your address really a piece of like personal like private personal information? She's like, remember back in the eighties when we had the white pages and everybody's name and address was just in the white pages. I mean, and I do remember that Me too. And it just didn't seem like
0: that big a deal. Right. It feels like more of a big deal. It does feel like more of a big deal. I mean, part of the reason I feel like it feels like more of a big deal maybe is it's easier to misuse that information somehow because all information is everywhere now. Yes. And so, you know, if you rewind 40 years – Yes, it was printed in a book, but the only people who could get that book were other people in the town. Like, you know, it wasn't (laughs) those white pages, the the phone books were not getting shipped off to Mm,
1: everyone across the globe,
0: all seven billion, eight billion people (laughs) in the world. And now information is at your fingertips, every piece of information and all the possible ways it could be misused. Yeah, I totally think it is horrifying that... There are these breaches and they get downplayed like,
1: well, Well, basic information, right?
0: No worries in a fret.
1: Not a big deal. Just your home address.
0: Right. Even my phone number. I'm like, you know, it's not especially sensitive per se, but I don't want people, you know, having access to my phone number. Totally. Then there's LastPass.
1: Then there's LastPass.
0: Oh, you are a LastPass user.
1: I'm a big LastPass user. I mean, going back, you know, to almost 10 years ago now, I mean, I, I was writing about LastPass on Lifehacker. So... LastPass is a allegedly secure, wow, <laughs> password manager. <laughs> okay, it's a it's an app where you save your username and password to all the places. And the idea is like you should have a different password for every place that you log into, yes. right? Like that's secure, but like you can't remember right. them, right?
0: So you get what is essentially like a secure digital file cabinet. That's right to put all of your passwords and. These password managers nowadays can keep track of a lot of things. A
1: lot of things: secure notes and credit card payment cards, passports, and passports. information. Yeah, yeah. Your, your vaccination card. I right. keep in LabsPass. Yep. So let me before we talk about LabsPass. Let let me just disclaim: I am not a security professional, although. List, the post site podcast was listed. Was on Last like a week. list of like best security, security podcasts. Podcast. So thank you to if, whoever did that. But I want to talk about it from just from like from a just a user perspective. So you know if I've encouraged my family and my readers and just to like don't you know write don't use the same password everywhere. Use a password manager. I really like LastPass because. It autofills for you on all mm. your devices. Right, it's and so convenient. It, it, it autofills in the br- it's very convenient. It was very secure. It had features like I can share a vault with you know my partner, and if you know if I fall off the face of the earth or I die, I can set up an emergency access where you know my brother you know can request access to my vault, and like if I don't you know decline it within forty eight hours, like he gets access to the vault. Like like just good hygiene yeah. things, right? Because like so much of my life lives online. Love LastPass, have been using it for years, have just invested, you know, all of my stuff is in LastPass, literally.
0: When you say all of your stuff, what, like, do you know the number of
1: entries? Off the top, it's got to be hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where like, <laughs> this is a, bit of a dark story. I'll tell it though. So I had, I had surgery recently, which okay. involved going uh, under anesthesia. Right? Yep. So like I'm in the cab and with my wife and we're, you know, we're on the way to oh, the boy. hospital okay. and you know, you just like, you you're running have, through you're, all you're, the
0: scenarios. You
1: gotta, yeah. You got to run through the scenarios. And I'm literally saying to her in the back of this, let's pour this poor Lyft driver. I'm in the back seat <laughs> saying to her, okay, listen, okay. So we're doing this. I just, if I don't wake up, oh my Here's God, where Gina. I, need, I need you to know. Okay. So, uh, you know, my, the, I have these two computers and you should talk to Chris about this and that computer is there. <laughs> and you know, and, and everything, and, you know, the documents, the important documents. And she, my wife, is like, "Why?" Like she's you're just- on the <laughs> way to the hospital. Yeah, I'm in the right. I've been in the backseat of the lift. But I find myself saying to her, "Listen, everything that you need, all the bank accounts, all the passwords, everything you need, it's in LastPass. Like you know how to get there, right? Like we have the family vault, you know, the emergency access, and my brother. I'm like, I'm so just LastPass, okay? Yeah. As I go through the list, she doesn't respond. But finally, she just looks at me and says, "If it comes to that." I will figure it out. Like she just didn't want to like engage. That is the right response. (laughs) But yes, it was an excellent response. But I was saying to her like LastPass, that's, you know, that's going to have to. And then on December 22nd.
0: We got to come back to December 22nd, by (laughs) the way. That date in particular. But keep going.
1: (laughs) On December 22nd, LastPass posts, you know, a blog post, a notice of a security incident, right? Three days before the holidays that they were breached. Right, and ha- hackers or intruders pull down full copies of folks' password vault. So, so just so we're not security professionals, but let me. So the way it works is that your vault, the list of all your websites and usernames and passwords, are encrypted, mm-hmm. stored on LastPass's servers, encrypted, and when they download them to your LastPass client on your device, they get decrypted. Right, so in theory. It's gibberish. Anybody who pulled down data from LastPass's server is is gibberish. It's encrypted.
0: Right. And when you encrypt something, you encrypt it with a key.
1: With a key. That's right.
0: And so in theory, if the attackers do not have access to the key, they can't decrypt the data that they've gotten. It's just random characters to them.
1: Right. In theory, right, you can always run a brute force attack, which is basically you just try – Every single combination of letters and numbers and characters. And LastPass said this would take a hundred years, more than a hundred years to crack the encryption that that is on the vaults. Yeah. It still absolutely kills me that there are that my password vault is out there on just floating around there on the dark web. (laughs) And it comes out through, you know, the LastPass announcement was pretty like, you know. Everyone's mostly safe. You should probably change your passwords, but everyone's mostly safe. You know, your passwords are encrypted in 100 years. But others, you know, including competitors, right, like 1Password, were like, but not everything was encrypted, right? Mm. Your IP addresses that you logged in to your LastPass vault in, which is from my phone, from my computer, were not encrypted. The website URLs that you visit and have accounts at, not encrypted, and so it would be really easy to, you know, reconstruct, like, the kind of person, like, you know, where I've traveled.
0: This is the thing. IP, IP addresses imply location. You can yeah, derive a can rough derive location, location. location. Exactly. from an IP
1: address. Exactly. And you know, it might be like there was also a question about would it really take a hundred years? I'd probably take it like, might take less than that. And at any point, any sort of encryption scheme can get cracked. Right. Like this has happened, right. you know, in the past.
0: That's why they keep getting better and better they encryption schemes. Better.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's just in, in it, conclusion, I have a lot of passwords to change. <laughs> <laughs> but let's
0: so first of all, can we rewind to December 22nd yes. for a second? The fact that this announcement comes out three days before the Christmas break. I mean, that week we all know that week is like, this is how you bury news. This is how you bury news. Everyone's shutting down for the week. Everyone's totally. wind- doing their last little bits of things for work. And you know, they're mostly checked out. Nobody's checking Twitter. They're feedly. They're like, you know, they're getting, they're getting ready to go on vacation or, or stressing out about their family coming over. Like it is not the most tuned in moment for an audience. And for this to come out, I mean, listen, benefit of the doubt, I understand things happen when they happen, but, like, December 22nd felt—
1: There's no way they were not burying this headline. And let's talk about why they're burying this headline. Because LastPass has one job, which is to keep your password secure, (laughs) and they failed. Like, like, let's just say, like, they they had to come out and say, these attackers got full copies of your vaults. This wasn't, like, a little thing. This wasn't T-Mobile being like, well, you know, it was just addresses and names. (laughs) <laughs> it's it, your keys to your whole life. If you if you use it the way that they intend, LastPass intends for you to use it. This password manager.
0: Okay, so now, but so here's my question to you: Are you saying then that password managers are a bad thing? Because if you you know if you lose your vault, you've lost everything.
1: I I'm not saying that. I think I mean we use a, a password manager at Postlight, one password. Mm-hmm. I think that password managers are. A net net still a win. Yes, because they force you to use different passwords everywhere, and not like your pet's name or your birthday. And yeah, I mean that's really it, right? I mean back in the day, you know, you had one password that you use everywhere, right? And this is, I mean, you know, your master password or your vault password then becomes your one password. Right. <laughs> so I mean, you have to know that, right? Right. But I. I think that ultimately with all things security, there is a, you know, there's a trade-off, right? There's like convenience over privacy and security. And even by deciding to use a cloud-based password manager, I was deciding to store sensitive information In the cloud, right? Which is this just abstract. I mean, you know, they tell me that it's secure. I don't know who has access to their servers. I don't know who has maybe cracked this encryption but hasn't shared it with the world. So we don't even know that they've cracked it yet. Like I'm I'm sort of trusting, but I was, I'm doing that because every day I log into a dozen websites and apps and things. And I just like, I, I need to be able to do that relatively easily. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to keep it in you know my mother in law keeps like a book like a little notebook well, uh, of not password's not yeah. I mean that's totally reasonable you know I don't want to do the like post it on my monitor and I don't want to use the same password everywhere. So it's this constant like security versus convenience sort of trade-off. It's like putting an alarm on your house. You can have, you know, if you ever walked in somebody's house and they're like, oh wait, hold on. It's like beeping and they have to pop like pop in the code. And yep. I housed that for someone once and like the police can't. It was like a night. You know, because <laughs> the, the more sort of like security you have in front, the more you have to sort of deal with the implications of that. That's right. And-
0: there's a there's a convenience trade-off that yeah. you're making to, to some extent.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think what worries me is that I think that most people don't realize, you know, what can happen. You know, it's funny. I was having this conversation with my wife and she was like, think about all the people who have our address. Every delivery person, anybody who's like done any work on our plate, like you can't really live in a world. So I was like, let's think this through. How could we fuzz our password like realistically, right?
0: What do you mean how could we fuzz our password?
1: I mean, sorry, our address. How could we like not share our address with the world? Oh, I see. <laughs> it's really difficult. It's
0: really difficult. Right?
1: Yeah. Like you could get a private mailbox, yeah. right, and not take any deliveries or like use a different name. Like I was like, what is – you know, like this is what celebrities do, right? Like this is they, – they use different names and stuff. But it's just not – it's not realistic.
0: Right. I mean you would – the pendulum would swing completely away from convenience because you have right. to jump through. And look – I'm sure for some people, it does make sense that they have to jump through all the hoops because right. the privacy
1: target or
0: exactly, it yeah. really is worth it. But for most of us, it it's not worth it. Yeah. Like it makes more sense to just pay the security price, so to speak, right. to have the convenience of just having some level of our information out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, I guess is my, I've come to this sort of sad, defeated conclusion a little bit, which is like our information's out there. This is just kind of what it is and you have to operate with that in mind. Kind of like COVID. COVID's just a part of our lives now and we're never really going to go back to a time when it wasn't mm-hmm. and just this is this is what it is and you have to do your best to protect yourself. Yeah. In, re- in reasonable ways. Like I, you know, like I freeze on my credit my credit report, for example. Like you and this is really easy. Some people use these like LifeLock or like identity theft things. Um some people are really into that. I have family members who do that. I've never been into that, yeah, but you Yeah, I've never can, tried that. You can go on to like Experian and TransUnion and Equifax and like within five minutes you can sign up and say like, I want to freeze my file. It's actually good because you get to look at your stuff. So you avoid that scenario. Which is what like does it mean
0: freeze your file though? I don't understand.
1: It means that if anybody tries to apply for a credit card or a credit line or a loan uh, in your name, it'll bounce. Like got the, the, it. they'll do a pull on your credit and you won't be able to do it because it's frozen. Okay. I yeah, mean, which that's is, which is nice. Yeah. This it's is good. helpful. Yeah. That doesn't solve for the like creepy person is across the street watching my child leave for school in the morning. Like that's like my wife was like, okay, you're getting a little. I'm like, am I though? Like this is, you know, this is a thing that that can happen. Like that's the kind of stuff I really worry about. The credit card thing, identity theft is a huge pain in the ass to deal with, but I would deal with it, you know?
0: Yeah. A lot of companies now exist, I think, to help you. Not just prevent it, but also if hopefully it doesn't, but if it happens, right, to figure out how to unwind everything,
1: right. yep. yep, because it has
0: unfortunately become more prevalent as more and more information is out there. Yep, there's also there's a there's a social engineering aspect yes. to this too, right? That is very hard to protect against. Yes. because if you've got people who can, there's a great book, Ghost in the Wires, I think was the mm-hmm. title mm-hmm. about this, like very accomplished hacker and. Most of the like technical achievements that he was able to do started with some kind of social engineering, calling customer service and saying, I'm John Smith and I forgot my X, Y, or Z and can you please give me, you know, the last four digits of my social (laughs) or something, you know, these crazy things which you don't think would work but a very – talented, you know, person who can talk to people, get information mm-hmm. out of people, you'd be amazed at yes. what you can derive. And that, again, it's very hard to, protect against that unless you're taking extreme measures. Right. And that's where that convenience trade off event again comes into play.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's funny that you said that another ridiculous thing that I do, which always makes customer service representatives laugh. I, you know, I always just like make up like these security questions are a joke. Like, like that your mother's maiden name right. or like well, everybody, the, for could, your first teacher, your favorite teacher, your right. favorite best names. Like people can figure this out. Like yeah. it just doesn't take that much to no. be like, where does this person go to school? You know, or did you hear something on a podcast? You know, like, you, <laughs> yeah, know I mean, I, you could Google for it. You could, right, go, you could Google for it. Exactly. Exactly. So this is another thing I use, you know, a password manager for. I don't know if it's going to be LastPass uh, going forward, but <laughs> is storing the security questions and I, the answers. And I yep. always make up just ridiculous. I
0: do this too. You
1: do this too. Like, yeah. you're like, favorite place to vacation? I'm like, Mars. <laughs> like, the oh. person cracks up, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> I don't want this to be a guessable Answer
0: well. One of the so I use one password mm-hmm. as my password manager. One of the cool things that one password does is you can generate a passphrase, basically mm-hmm. like a, a random string of words. Mm-hmm. And so if I need something that I can use with a human being, I will generate a passphrase. And it, it, oftentimes it's nonsense, right? right? It's like purple elephant umbrella, and yep. that. But that is something that I can say out loud to people. That's a nice
1: feature. Because sometimes I, ha- I have to like think of an. Uh, that's a really yeah. nice. Like, just give me a speakable phrase that I can give me say a to a phrase. human being, who's right. checking that I am who I say I am. Exactly.
0: You know? But I mean, if I have to answer security questions in text, I will often just generate a new password, like a right. new random string of twenty-four or thirty-two characters, yep. and put that as my security question because it's it's infinitely more not infinitely, but it is many more times secure right. than you know using a strong password but then having this easily identifiable information yes uh, that allows you to get in through the back door
1: yeah the the people that i worry about is like my you know the, the folks who are targets for the kind of social engineering like you know my older relatives you know it's very easy for someone to call and say you know i see that you have this credit card because you know my older relatives they still get paper oh yeah you know statements yeah. and i'm calling to see it's just so easy to target folks who are just or not as paranoid slash savvy or just not thinking about it you know this is why people get conned out of money and you know just have their lives ruined by this kind of stuff
0: totally i still think you know if you compare not all password managers are created equal right and i do think there's this security versus convenience Mm trade-off that you have to think about with each one i mean apple apple built it into the os right icloud keychain that's right If you're in Safari, it will generate a random password for you, and then it'll save it, and it'll be available on all of your Apple devices if you're using Safari, right? Right. If you're using their browser.
1: Chrome has the same thing. Chrome has the same thing, right? And you have to be signed into your Google account or signed into your iCloud account in order to have access to those things, right? Yes, the irony of a password manager is that it's trying to solve the problem of you having one password for everything and like being easy, easily guessable, but it makes all your passwords rely on a single password. I mean, the last password, right? Yeah, right. The master password, or you know, the iCloud account or the Google account. You know, in, in retrospect, when Chrome started saving passwords, I remember writing about this and being like, don't, you know, don't give Google more of your information. They already have so much more information. Like, you know, spread it around a little bit. Spread like, it, this around. Is a, it, spread it yeah. around. So, you know, LastPass or 1Password, which I may switch over to now that this is all going on. I mean, 1Password took the opportunity. I mean, they're a competitor, but they took the opportunity to sort of pounce on the LastPass announcement and just tear it to pieces and say, look at all the things they don't encrypt that they should have encrypted. And this 100 years is kind of, that's not, you know, and they minimize this and December 22nd. I mean, they they called them out as you would expect. As you would would expect. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that a password manager does for me is it makes me not change my passwords like very often. You know what I mean? Do you change your passwords like every year, every two years? You know, some corporate systems like require a password change after like a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, for those I do, it's obviously. It's a,
1: a false sense of security in, in a way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what most people do and I have d- certainly done is like you just change one character or you add an exclamation point or you, you know, do the, I remember I had one particular service where I had like five exclamation points at the end of my password because every. Time <laughs> It kind of would prompt me to change. I would just, just add like, an explanation point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is not super secure, obviously. Um <laughs> I mean, I don't change again. One password has a great feature, which is that it will tell you the age, the age of yes. your credentials. And yeah. so I think quote unquote proper hygiene would be every, you know, six months or a year or something on right. some regular cadence, you say, I'm gonna go in and yeah, like update this, update especially this. for the big
1: for the big ones.
0: Yeah. For a lot of the things, again, because the benefit of using a password manager is that your passwords become site specific. So right. it's less of a concern for me if anyone, if there's a breach on, you know, Hulu, my Hulu account, right. the rest of my life is protected because they right. can't then log into my bank because, right. because the, the they have my Hulu password. Same. So it's the same, I think it's the same kind of thing where as long as the vault itself, right? This was what is so. Potentially damaging about this LastPass thing is it's like the vault itself the is vault. out there, and yes, Wholesale. it's encrypted, but right. it's like, oh, it just feels gross. Right. As long as the vault is secure, right? You know, most of your of your sites are okay.
1: I saw this one tech writer. I have to dig up the article and we'll link it in the show notes. But um, they were basically like. Here's what what I do to be really, you know, you can't trust these cloud services, right? Because here's the thing, LastPass's servers are a huge target. Yeah. Huge target. Just the way that, you know, these celebrity like iCloud breaches oh, and get, yeah. get, get personal photos or whatever, it becomes a huge target, yes. right? And so this writer was like, well, you know, what I do is you can you can keep a local, there's this open source app called KeePass. There's a version of it for Mac OS X, which is a KeePass X. You can keep it, and it's just a local encrypted vault. Uh, so same idea, you you know, it stores it locally encrypted, but th- but this writer was saying, you know, keep a KeePass uh, vault and then just sync it through like Dropbox or Drive or something because no one is going to go through your drive looking for your, you know, KeePass vault, right? Like when they go to LastPass I mean, servers, they know they're going to get a vault full of passwords. Right. You know? Right, and my immediate reaction was just like, "That is going to be such a pain, right?" Because like you know, my phone or my tablet, on my everything, you know, the LastPass just sort auto fills things that you know, and it's gotten really good at detecting. Oh, you're in this app now. Here, you need these passwords. Whereas in that setup, you have to download it, open it, copy paste, copy paste, which is like a dozen actions to log into a website, repeated you know multiple times a week. Just so I can feel better about not being on, un- it just doesn't make sense. It's this, not is the the, trade-off. this is the trade off.
0: This is the trade off. This is the trade off. I am right there with you. I want to have some measure of security, right? right. But I don't want to. I mean, it's all the time, it's right. like dozens of times a day dozens where we are logging day. into things. That's and right. it's just not worth it, frankly, to right. get. I don't know what the percentage is, 10%, 20% more, more security,
1: right, over time, that a right. breach that might happen every 10 years, oh, I don't know, five years, three years, I don't know. It right. feels like
0: breaches keep, keep coming. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the fact that this is so, I mean, these extent, that's the killer feature of a LastPass or a 1Password is that they make it so easy to just, you know, once you're in your vault, you're in. You're and if in. you're using, I mean, it's built into iOS, so you've got that set. If you're in Chrome or Safari, or I have a Windows machine that all, also has my one password, so mm-hmm. it's like...
1: So it's just, right, it's all there. It's, it's all just, there. And it's synced, and it's just, it's seamless, yeah. It,
0: exactly, and yeah. I feel like that's, the, that's the, the right balance for me, is I want the convenience, even though if that means I have to accept the fact that, you know, I'm not jumping through all the hoops to keep my data... You know, as secure as I can make it.
1: Right, right. So, this is kind of a depressing one. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have, you can tell I'm feeling very deflated about this. There's, yeah. there's a couple things here. There's a like an acceptance that our information is out there yes. and that the the trade off of having the convenience of the internet and all these, like, you know, access to all these tools is that there's, you know, you're, you're vulnerable and you're subject to every company that you deal with and every organization that you deal with to their. Their weakest bit of security is also yours. Like you take it on when you, you sign up it on. for one of these services when you're, I mean, that's just, it's kind of the trade off. Like, am I going to cancel? Am I not going to have a cell phone? No. Right. No. Like I, I want the convenience of a cell phone and the trade off is that I'm going to hand over some of my information. And then, you know, I think there's just the, like the things that you can do, you know, to protect yourself, right? Like change your passwords regularly. You can freeze your credit file. You can, you know, use, you know, non-guessable. I mean, there's just, the, there's just kind of basic hygiene things. I don't know. Maybe we should have an actual security expert. On the show, it's not a bad idea. To tell us to you know give me therapy about this last thing. <laughs> <laughs> it just kills me that I recommended this thing. And I know, I happened. know,
0: I know. Now you're gonna have to pick your new thing and then go evangelize. And that. evangelize
1: that. Maybe I'll switch to one password. Do you? Would you recommend one password?
0: I think one password's great. It's been fantastic. I'm, and now that I've said this on the podcast, I'm that sure that they're going to have happen. a breach in about a
1: month. I mean, one password was an independent company, right? And then Apple acquired them. No. Oh.
0: They uh they took investment
1: from Apple. I don't think it was so from Apple. It wasn't Apple. from Apple. Okay, for some reason I thought that they were like affiliated.
0: No, I think it was uh, like a, a collection of VCs, oh. and it was a it was a giant. They want to go after the enterprise. They want right. to expand password management within organizations, which makes sense. I mean, it's a right. real,
1: it's ar- a real thing.
0: It's a real thing, and arguably it's worse because the
1: the surface area and the impact. Exactly, and it's so
0: prevalent <laughs> that people are just shuttling passwords around, right? And you leave companies and join new ones all the time. In information is critical. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: But yeah, I think they I think they raised like hundreds of millions of dollars to go after this problem. Uh, I mean
1: the, the enterprise problem is a huge one. I mean I, you know when someone slacks me a password I'm like, nope, please delete that. Do yeah. not email passwords, do not slack do like this is the link, the secure link yep. to get the thing. And then you gotta change them. That's right. Securely. Yeah.
0: Maybe what we want people to take away is use a password manager. Don't send your social security number and email. Yep. And uh, and if you have a if you have a thought on improving security or if you just have anything you want to talk through with us.
1: Should reach out. Reach out. Hello, postlight.com. All, the, all my fellow LastPass customers and users. <laughs> if you want to commiserate, <laughs> re- reach <laughs> out to Gina. A note. Hello please. at
0: postlight.com.
1: <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Chris.
0: Thanks, Gina. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye.